ESPN. WXGI Richmond. WTPS Petersburg. Welcome to the following presentation from Learfield IMG College. And thanks for listening to University of Richmond Athletics. It's time to talk University of Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center, 10466 Ridgefield Parkway in the West End. Tonight's show is brought to you by CarMax, Virginia Birth Father Registry, Glory Days Grill, and Lux Chevrolet. Spider Talk is on the air. Join in online by text at 804-638-9508. By email, spidertalk at richmond.edu or on Twitter using at ESPN Richmond or at Spider Voice. 29-28 Richmond, 345 first half. Carey drives on Wojcik to the basket, puts it up halfway down and out. And Sherrod, the Richmond rebound. Not sure how that one didn't go in. Gilliard for Richmond, sideline to Wojcik, back to Gilliard. Quick release of a three, swish by Jacob Gilliard. And the Spiders have their own offensive firepower themselves, Bob. Really glad to see that one fall for Jake. He has been putting in so much extra shooting. Now live, here's the voice of the Spiders, Bob Black, and head coach, Chris Mooney. This is Spider Talk on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. And the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. March Madness edition of Spider Talk live from Glory Days Grill in the West End, Glen Eagle Shopping Center. I know we had a show last Monday and it was already March, but this is the official March Madness show of Spider Talk now that we are into tournament time and into championship week and the regular season is behind us and the conference tournament action will begin midweek at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. We will preview that plus much, much more on tonight's edition of Spider Talk. Bob Black to be joined shortly by Spider Head Coach Chris Mooney. I'm guessing he's having trouble finding a parking place out in the parking lot because we are jam-packed inside Glory Days tonight. And as I look out the windows, there are plenty of cars and not many spaces. So Coach might be looking for a legal parking space out there, and he'll be in with us in just a couple of moments. And then our very special player guest tonight, uh, the two leaders of this Richmond Spider team. I think you could argue that pretty successfully. Grant Golden and Jacob Gilliard will be our special player guests tonight. So while I have a couple of minutes, let me do a couple of housekeeping issues before we get into the meat of the show. First and foremost, this is our last regularly scheduled edition of Spider Talk. We wrap it up with the end of the regular season, but obviously as the postseason unfolds for the Spiders, we would like to keep it going. That will be dependent upon the Spider schedule, not just game schedule, but even more importantly, travel schedule following the Atlantic 10 tournament. So, as that unfolds, we will make those announcements on richmondspiders.com, on our Spider social media sites, and right here on ESPN Richmond, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM. So keep tuned to all of our platforms. We will let you know if and when we're able to add another show or shows to Spider Talk. Again, it will obviously depend on the postseason schedule. And again, not only when the games are played, but when the Spiders would have to travel to those games as well, so we always call this one the last regularly scheduled show of the season. All right, the other one's on a little bit more of a serious note, and a lot of you have been asking questions, and I've talked to several of you in the restaurant already tonight about changing your plans for Brooklyn because of the coronavirus and all that's going on with that. The Atlantic 10 has put out another statement today, again indicating that they are monitoring the situation, but everything is not only on, everything is full go on for the Atlantic 10 tournament at Barclays Center in Brooklyn beginning Wednesday with fans, games as scheduled. Everything is still on. Again, as more information, if there's more information becoming available, we will pass it along to you. Again, on our website at richmondspiders.com, our social media platforms on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, and on 99.5, 1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. We will keep you updated on that. But the Atlantic 10 did put out another statement today that said while they're monitoring the situation, everything is on for the men's tournament this week at Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Perfect timing because I'm out of housekeeping items and Spider head coach Chris Moody has joined us. Tough to find a parking spot out there, huh? <laughs> oh, thanks, yeah. 
How are you, making? Bob? I am great. How are you? Doing great. Good. Um, congratulations again on another unbeaten week last week with the victories over Davidson and Duquesne. And congratulations on a record-setting regular season at 24-7 and 14-4 and and in the Atlantic 10. I would like you to expand upon something that you told Greg Beckwith and me on our postgame show because I'm not sure I've ever had a head coach use this word in describing his team's performance when you said it was a quintessential. How do I pronounce that word? <laughs> Quintessential. Quintessential. Yeah. Quintessential. That's a Princeton word, not a Syracuse <laughs> word. I can tell you that. <laughs> Team win. What went into it being that, and how gratifying is it, in all seriousness, Chris, that it came in the last game of the regular season when you want your team to be playing its best basketball? Yeah, very gratifying. And I think also, you know, we didn't have as quite as much to play for. We had we had plenty to play for, but Duquesne had a lot to play for in terms of the conference, uh, you know, getting the double bye and being at home, uh, whereas uh, we were the second seed no matter what. So I thought for us to be – uh, to play as well as we did, and uh, I just thought the ball movement was good. You know, the uh, finding the right guys, the team defense was good. I just thought on both ends of the floor, we defended as a team and really had a very good defensive night, and we played offense as a team and shared the ball, got open shots, um, you know, played through our center, did, did all those things that we really like to do and were able to do those pretty well. And um, you know, very proud of the team and, and the timing, as you said, is is really important and uh, and a good sign for us as as we move into the postseason. As we said courtside after the game, I really wish a we had been on the air and b we actually had a camera on you when we dropped the stat sheet in front of you and the first number you saw was fifty rebounds. <laughs> 50 that was rebounds. not a misprint, coach. Not. <laughs> right, incredible. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> That's a good question. It would be great if in 2008 we could see, you know, we, that one day we'd have – that there used to be a month, I think. Uh, well, uh, you know, number one, we played good defense, so we got them to miss, and we were able to get offensive re- – I mean, we were able to get defensive rebounds, really rebounded very well at that end, even when they were in a situation where they were, you know, kind of shooting threes early, sending everybody to the glass, trying to get, trying to get some uh, out of the deficit they were in. So that was really impressive. Uh, and then, you know, we've been a much better offensive rebounding team. Uh, mostly, again, you know, a lot of these things are, you know, generally assigned to the guys' abilities. Uh, Tyler's a very good offensive rebounder. Nathan's a good offensive rebounder. Um, uh, Andre Gustafson's a good offensive mm-hmm. rebounder. And, you know, a couple of the plays when, when we were down, I think, seven in the early in the first half or midway through the first half, and a couple of those plays came off offensive rebounds. Nate threw the ball to Jacob who won more passed it to Nick for a three and then Nick got one and shoveled it underneath the basket to Grant mm-hmm. those were big plays and second shot opportunities that aren't always there aren't as always easiest for us to get because we're so spread out on offense those are really important you know to me the, the bread and butter are the defensive rebounds because uh, those are the ones that are going to be uh, they're going to happen more often they're they're more stressed they're more important uh, they close the offensive possession so to have two guys with double doubles to have 50 rebounds in a game is against a team that's big and strong and athletic also not uh you know not a small team by any means one of the bigger teams in the a10 and so that was uh that's a great stat for us and something we're proud of and i in conference games we actually have out rebounded our opponents in in the 18 conference game so also a great statistic for us yeah i think the last time the spiders had 50 plus rebounds was 2003 Jason Vita looked that one up quickly, courtside at uh, Duquesne, <laughs> 53 against Mississippi Valley State. So wow. even even further back than 2008, your reference that's, point. That's a, long, that's a long time. <laughs> that is a long time. Uh, what do you say about Nick Sherrod and Nathan K.O. to have both have double-doubles in the same game, Nick with 13 points, 11 rebounds, and Nate 11 and 11? Yeah, great. I thought, um, I thought Nate, number one, I thought he played really well. He had a really challenging defensive assignment. Uh, Weathers for them is their leading scorer, also goes to the foul line as much as anybody in the A-10. So that's always tough uh, when you have somebody who's that aggressive, that good at drawing fouls, uh, you know, and they're willing to isolate him. You know, so it's not just he's – you can't really just deny him the ball. Um, 
And so I thought Nate was great. And his, his three-point play on his post move was was beautiful move and a great play, timely, but also a, a really great move of a guy who's improved just so much while he's been here. And then Nick was terrific. You know, he's <clears throat> Nick is he's a really good position defender, a good position rebounder, great hands, uh, made, some, made some important shots for us. You know, probably the last three that he made, I think made it either 9 to 12 or 10 to 13. Uh, with under three minutes, you know, another another big shot for him, and Nick has been Nick has been tremendous this season. All right, let's get a quick comment on the Davidson game that started the week, the Tuesday night game, the home finale at the Robin Center, down 34-30 at halftime, 31-30, and then the half-court shot obviously made it, 34-30, and then, wow, Chris, the second half gave up only 29, and there's that 50 number again, this time putting it on the scoreboard. Yeah, uh, you know, Davidson is uh, such a great team and, and program. And, uh, you know, the games for us are they're, they're great games usually because both teams move the ball very well. And, um, you know, I, I always appreciate We always end up showing those games to recruits, you know, no matter what the most recent Davidson game was because this the ball movement's very nice. It's, it's a good way to show um, – it's a good way to present basketball. And uh, so – uh, we, we knew that it would be good. They've been playing tremendously well. They've really been scoring. Uh, and so we anticipated that it was going to be a, a, a really challenging game. Um, and I thought, you know, I don't think we played poorly in the first half. We didn't have any threes in the first mm-hmm. half, which is an unusual stat. But then the second half, I thought we were very, very aggressive. Uh, we, we made shots. And then down in the last eight minutes, we were we were great. And I really credit you know our guys but also the home court advantage on a weeknight game was very loud and really you know not not just responding to the plays that we would have but really urging our team to dig in on defense or to run or whatever it was was and you know Nick had all those points at toward the end of the game and uh just really really uh, a great feeling to be able to pull away from a team that's always hard to beat to be able to do it in that fashion was felt felt terrific you intrigued me by your comment um, regarding we show them davidson games when we're recruiting guys and a kind of light bulb goes on a little bit over my head do the spiders compete against davidson often for recruits and i ask that because i'm thinking back and i don't hear too many of our guys say it came down to richmond and davidson or richmond davidson and and x y and z and yet they are similar schools in the same conference yeah, we, we've 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 recruited against them a couple of times, um, but not as often as you might think. You know, recruiting is very different. You know, a, a, and you you need to have you have to have a need of a particular position or size of a guy or class that matches up with the other team. Um, of course, there, it would be natural for a guy to be considering both, but I, I don't think we've had we, we've recruited against them, but I don't think we've had two guys take official visits to. Huh. Or a guy taking an official visit to each school, um, which I, I would expect a little bit more. Now, they do a lot of international recruiting. We do some of that. Um, but, yeah, that, that, is, that is a little bit surprising, I guess. All right, I got off the beaten path a little bit, but just kind of as an aside. All right, um, so as you mentioned postgame on Friday night in the locker room, you gave the guys a couple of the accomplishments that they've had and said, hey, you've got all weekend to enjoy those accomplishments and think about them. As you said, the larger ovation was for the fact that they were off all weekend, not that they could enjoy the accomplishments, but let's talk about the accomplishments. I hope everybody did enjoy their time off this weekend yourself included yeah for sure definitely and and i hope grant and jacob did and we'll ask them about it when they get up here in a couple of minutes as well but so quantify that for us chris what does 24 and 7 that equals the most wins by a spider team going into the postseason um in school history i think it's the third time that it's happened at 24 and the 14 conference wins the most by a spider team in conference play yeah those are really uh yeah thank you yeah they're great Danny and Ryan thought everybody yeah. was cheering for them. They just happened to walk down the aisle and everybody cheered for them. Way to go, boys. Uh, yeah, those are those are those are great numbers and um you know, when I told the guys, they 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 did not have much of a reaction. You know, I reminded them, I think it's a 110th year of basketball. So, uh, you know, and and to be at this level in the Atlantic 10 and to play a national schedule, you know, those are great accomplishments and you know obviously so much hard work goes into that and um 
you know, so many details go into that. Uh, so it's really, I think it's, I think it's great for our guys. You know, the 14, I remember uh, in, in 2010, we were 13 and three in the Atlantic 10. And when Jim Miller and I were talking, I think I told him, you know, I think that might be the hardest thing to do because in conference the you know, you're guaranteed the same number of road games. There are very few built-in advantages so to win 14 conference games in, in uh, the sixth or seventh best conference in the country is very, very impressive and something we're really proud of. What does the number two seed mean to you? More so now in terms of strategic and getting ready for opponent and advantages that you get by being the number two seed. Well, a couple of advantages, and, and these are only advantages in preparation. They're Correct. not necessarily advantages in the game. But, you know, having played Tuesday, Friday last week, and been successful turns into an advantage this week and now not having to play till friday which is you know we earned that one is very is very nice this would have been if we had played saturday thursday it would felt a little bit more like a normal week having played friday to friday uh that seems more like a break and the double buy it feels like it, it it's happening we're also on spring break this week so a nice week to be a richmond spider um so I feel like it gave us the chance to exhale, gave us a chance to give the guys off, um, gives us a chance to kind of relook at it. We'll go up to Brooklyn on Wednesday, and we'll actually go to the Dayton-LaSalle uh, game on Thursday in the, team, in the same time slot uh, that our game is on Friday. So strategically, it really helps, as it's, as it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but I think the way that the week, bef- the week prior, even playing in an arena, I think is a, is a helpful um, part of the equation. So now none of that matters once the game starts, but going into it, we feel like, you know, that was, that it's been meaningful to be able to get the two seed. All right. We're going to pause here in just a moment. And I know, uh, Jacob and Grant are here and I'd kind of like to do this before they even get up here. Cause I don't want to embarrass them, yeah. but I do want to give you an opportunity to kind of, as their head coach, sing their praises. And uh, Chris, everybody in this, in this restaurant, everybody that comes to the Robinson Center sees what they do on the court. But maybe speak a little bit to the leadership that, that they have learned over the last three years and how they've enacted it this year to help this year's team be so successful. Uh, they are two different personalities, but two really great basketball players and two really great people. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, yeah, I don't want to get emotional here, Bob, but, but better, better that I do before they're here for sure. Uh, Gilliard would never let me live that down. <laughs> Uh, well, they're, they're just in uh, – well, first, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll start with Grant. Um, I've said this many times. He acts like a 5'10 walk-on. He always – you know, he's um, – it's harder for a big guy to be a leader of a team. Well, I don't know if it's harder, but it, it has happened very rarely uh, that, I, that I can observe. You know, the point guard has the ball. He's had the ball his whole life. And a big guy, maybe he was urged to play because he was tall, and that, that might be where it starts. Everybody's yelling at him to dunk. Uh, all the time uh and so but grant is uh you know a very confident person he's uh extremely uh service oriented i mean he, he's very much thinks of the team uh, what, what i said before the season when we were talking about changing our defense was that he really had a, a long way to go uh, but i thought he would improve because he's honest and he's he's very honest with himself uh he easily takes coaching criticism not in the moment of the game but at all other times easily takes coaching criticism and he thinks the same thing he 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 looks first at what he could have done better in every situation and that is extremely rare uh he's incredible at our camps and with the uh you know with the the community like the the kids in the community that come to our games just incredible and has meant you know, I would predict that his number will be retired at the Robin Center one day. Uh, I just think he's been that special, that unique, and that great. Uh, and then Jacob has been, well, first, I mean, he's magical on the court. You know, he, again, he had two steals against Duquesne where the dribblers, you know, his hand continues to move, and Jacob has the ball as he's going down the other way. Uh, and Jacob, uh, you know, he has the he has the best sense for the game of anybody that I've ever coached, and I told him on his recruiting trip that I really couldn't teach him all that much about basketball, which which is true, because he really he knows he just has incredible instincts for all five all ten guys on the court, uh, and can really 
do it so easily. Um, Jacob is the best guy we've ever had with recruits. Uh, we, we always put the recruits on Jacob's team because he makes them feel so good when they're playing. He gets them shot. He doesn't steal the ball from them, one. <laughs> he gets them shots. He pumps them up. He has, uh, you know, he's just, uh, you know, he's got a very um, a personality, very attractive personality that you want to, that kids and people want to please. Uh, and so he, he's tremendous at that. We've Every recruit that's ever come since he's been here is on Jacob's team. And then, uh, again, he's incredible uh, at our camps. He's great uh, with our guys. He's uh, a great talker. You know, he can set the tone for so many things if he has zero points or if he has 30 points. Uh, and, again, has been just an incredibly special player that, we, that we're lucky that they've wound up in the same class, uh, but an incredibly special player for us to have. Jacob Gilliard and Grant Golden join us on Spider Talk from Glory Days Grill right after this timeout, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM. ESPN, you're in tune with the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Ah, the weekend. 48 hours of such pure freedom, we often start dreaming about it on Monday. You know who doesn't care about the weekend? Car dealers. They think nothing of tying up your weekend, haggling, shuffling paperwork, and upselling you on a car you can't afford. It doesn't have to be this way. At CarMax, you can shop for the car you want the way you want, in our stores or on your couch, with pickups in no time or delivery straight to your door in select markets. So when we say, have a good weekend, we really mean it. And that's the way it should be. CarMax. For all things spiders, whether you're online, on your phone, or just on the go, it's richmondspiders.com. Scores, stats, standings, it's richmondspiders.com. Video highlights, audio play-by-play, and online ticketing for football and men's basketball, it's richmondspiders.com. Plus, exclusive content you won't get anywhere else, like the Spider Insight Podcast, Spider Voices, and game day info for Robin Stadium and the Robin Center. It's your home for your favorite team. It's richmondspiders.com. Hey, Richmond, this is Mark Smith with Midas of Richmond. Thank you doesn't sound sufficient, but it's all I can think to say. You've been very good to our brand, the Midas brand, our employees, our teams, our nonprofit partners. And because of your choice to do business with us, we can do what we do for the community. We can feed folks through Feed More. We can get lives saved with the American Red Cross through our blood drives. We can take care of Shalom Farms, of Gooch and Cares, of St. Joseph's Villa. We can do our first responder programs. We can do our education appreciation programs. We can do all of that because you choose Midas of Richmond for your car care. When you need brakes, when you need tires, when you need oil changes, you choose us to be full car care. That allows us to do full community care. So it's all about gratitude. It's all about appreciation. You know the drill. Cars don't take care of themselves without proper care, neither the communities. That's why Midas of Richmond does both. When you choose us, you allow us to do that much and more. I look forward to seeing you sometime in 2020. Give me a call at 360-2211 if you'd like to chat. Thanks a lot. Have a great day. This is Mike Gola. Get up and get to work with me and Trey Wingo. It's Gola and Wingo. Every weekday morning starting at 6. Now on the FM dial at 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. The timeout's over. Time to talk more Richmond basketball. This is Spider Talk with Coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center and live on 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. This is the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Van drives right down the lane to the basket, lays it up too strong. It was an air ball, and Wojcik comes out of there with it. Wojcik headmans it to Gilliard, right sideline. Gilliard fires it underneath the Golden for a layup. Gilliard to Golden, G&G. It is the G&G portion of Spider Talk with head coach Chris Mooney from Glory Days Grill in the West End, Glen Eagle Shopping Center, Richfield Parkway. Appreciate everybody who's been out here, not only tonight, but all year long. And again, if you're just joining us on the radio or online, this is our last regularly scheduled show pending the Spider schedule. Moving forward, we will try and add another show or shows, and we'll let you know about that on richmondspiders.com, on our social media sites, and right here on ESPN Richmond. All right, we welcome Grant Golden and Jacob Gilliard back to Spider Talk. Uh, Fellas, let me ask you that question first. You had the weekend to reflect upon it, so let's just for a moment assume time has stood still and you're still in that weekend mode, and mood for that matter. What does 24-7 and 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 14-4 mean to two guys who have been around this program for the past several years 
and have been instrumental in making it grow to where it is today at 24 and 7 and 14 and 4. Grant? Um, obviously means a lot. Like you said, we've been here for a couple years now, um, two tough years the last two years. Um, so we know the amount of work that sort of went into this and, uh, you know, how bad everybody wanted to get to a point like this and to see it come full circle for us, um, especially the guys, like you said, that have been here for a while. It's, it's really awesome to see. It's a really good feeling. Jake? Um, it, it feels really good. Um, I think we all know how much work we put in the summer. Um, for this for this to happen. It was something that we kind of saw coming, I guess, in the summer. Um, even though we still have more to do, um, it's, it's looking like things are going to keep going up, you know? Everybody talks about the summer as where this all started and on the defensive end. So, Grant, let me start with you because Coach has made no secret about it. You had plenty of room to improve defensively is about what he said <laughs> just several moments ago. Maybe not in so many words, but pretty darn close to it. How did you go about it? How did you attack making the tremendous, impressive improvements that you have made on the defensive end? Um, yeah, definitely not my uh, strong suit for sure, uh, and we addressed that. Um, <laughs> but just sort of the, the mindset of just trying to get a little bit better every day. Um, uh, like you said, we put a lot of emphasis on it over the summer. All of our workouts were sort of surrounded around defense um, and getting better together as a team. But just for me, just trying to get a little bit better at it each day. Um, I like to think that I, I've done better here as of late, um, but obviously still a lot to go, and hopefully it's just something I can keep getting better at. And, Chris, you talk about Grant getting better defensively in a couple of aspects when he has to come out against that hedge at the three-point line, but he's also gotten better, at least I think, from where we watch the game, in the low block, in the paint, against some of the bigger, more dominant offensive guys in the Atlantic 10. Very much so. And, and so let me, I'll just explain a little bit too. So when the worst thing that – could happen to a young player is that well in my opinion is to have to be so counted upon when you're a freshman and so for grant you know big guys live in foul trouble their whole lives okay grant's brother specifically they live in foul trouble so they're always trying to stay out of foul trouble so grant started and played all the time when it was when he was a freshman and so he's constantly trying to avoid fouls which we really wanted him to avoid fouls but it's, it's not necessarily the best thing for your defensive development. Fair to say? Mm -hmm. As you can see, Tyler Burton's not too worried about picking up fouls. <laughs> right? Nor Sal. And so that's, but that's better for them because that's their aggressiveness and their learning as they go. For Grant, it was devastating when he had two fouls early. So I do think that played a, a large role, a large part in it. Uh, now, and I think the emphasis and how hard he's worked out of this last year especially have really uh, – transformed his game i mean it really has transformed his game let me stop for a moment grant do you pull sal caressi aside at all and I'm, I'm not really picking on him i'm admiring him because we feel like he's getting a lot of unfair whistles now like he's uh, that young guy that the refs don't really know <laughs> and everything looks like a foul you probably went through it when you uh -huh. were a freshman and some of our other big guys went through it as a freshman and all of a sudden as a junior and a senior they're not getting those same whistles that they got he seems like the guy right now that justly or unjustly the officials are blowing the whistle. No doubt, no doubt. I think I said on the radio show last time, Sal's a little bit of a wild bull, so you sort of got to let him do his thing. But, uh, nah, like Coach Mooney said, he's, he's just aggressive. Um, I think him being aggressive out there on defense and really trying to fight against guys every night that are just bigger than him, um, you know, sort of him playing out of position and everything like that. Um, so he's got to do some of those things down there. But uh, he's been scrappy for us, uh, been really good on the, on the boards this year. So, he, he, he's doing his thing down there. I appreciate him. Uh, we all do. Uh, you present one kind of defense. Obviously, Jacob Gilliard presents a different kind of defense. Friday night at Duquesne, Jake, six steals. Gets you to 99 on the season. We know that 100th is coming Friday night. You talk all the time about your mental approach to a team and studying them and understanding them and knowing them. And I'm not asking you to give away any trade secrets here because you could match up with them again, be it this year or, or next year. What did you see Friday night that put you in a position to have some of those steals? A couple of them, as Chris mentioned earlier, were a little bit even different for you when you picked the pockets of some of those dribblers of the Duquesne Dukes. Um, I think I didn't, I didn't see anything too different. Um. It's definitely steals that I've, I think I've gotten before, but I think it comes down to, to trusting the other guys. Um, 
kind of like you talk about Grant getting better on defense. I think we all got better defensively, and, and we all trust each other now. So if one of those deals I don't get, I, I trust that Grant or Blake or Nick or whoever's on the court has my back. And that they're gonna step, they're gonna step up and, and take my man. I hope there's that or, or whatever it is. I know that that I have help behind me. How effective is it? I'm just kind of thinking through this. That each of you seem to have a different style of what you do defensively. We talked about what Grant does. We know you and the Steels. Blake brings a, a whole different intensity and takes charges and that sort of thing. Uh, Nick and 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 Nate kind of get the rugged stuff done uh, when they have to, or they can play it on the perimeter. How how impactful is that? That all of you add something a little bit different to the successful formula? Um, I definitely think it, it works out for us. Um, we have our, our five guys, our starting five on the court. I think we, we all know what we do good defensively and offensively, of course. But um, I think we we, uh, we complement each other's weaknesses, I guess, um, in areas that I might not be good at, Blake's good at, or areas that he's not good at, I'm, I'm good at. Um, same thing goes for, for Nick and Nate and G. Um, I think we all just kind of complement each other pretty well. Hey, what was the team approach Friday night? Coach had mentioned that, you know, if you look at the numbers and the stats and the standings, Duquesne probably had a little bit more to play for than we did. There's still plenty for Richmond to play for, and you took care of that. What was kind of, and Nick Sherrod actually said to us on post and pregame show, kind of had this game circled on my schedule. What was the approach Friday night, fellas? Yeah, obviously we had a lot to play for ourselves, um, and that was huge. And like Nick said, uh, those guys – they uh, they got us last year. Sort of felt like they kind of stole one. Had two banked in mm-hmm. shots towards the end of the game. Um, so we definitely felt like they stole one from us last year. So we just wanted to go out, um, get one against them, and sort of just finish out the regular season strong. And like I said, we still had a lot to play for ourselves. So that's just sort of the approach that we took. Jake, we don't like them. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, yeah, we don't we don't really like their players. Um, they they're okay as a team, but. Uh, they talk a little more than than they should, and so I think we came out with something to prove. And once uh once we started, once we stopped making a couple of mental mistakes early on in the first half, I think uh we just showed that we're a better team. Well said. I don't know if the coach thinks so or not, but <laughs> I well. couldn't hear it. I couldn't. Hear it. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's fix coach's headset. We'll take a break here at the top of the hour. Uh, we'll come back with more with Grant Golden and Jacob Gilliard and Coach Moody in just a moment. Spider talk from Glory Days Grill on the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Visit Glory Days Grill on the west end at Glen Eagles Shopping Center or on the south side at Harborside Loop. Monday features a $5.99 burger night. Enjoy two tacos on Tuesday for $5.99. Come in for Rib Wednesday at $10.99. Nacho Thursday is a half order of nachos for $5.99. And don't forget Fish Fry Friday at $9.99. Glen Eagles is also featuring the men's basketball spider sports line with head coach Chris Mooney and player guests Mondays at 5.30 during the season. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Do you suspect that a woman could be pregnant with your child right now? If you aren't married to the child's mother, your rights as a father could be at risk. By registering with the Virginia Birth Father Registry before or within 10 days of your child's birth, you can help prevent your future child from being adopted without your knowledge. Or you can explore options to co-parent or assume sole custody. For more information, visit VABirthFatherRegistry.com. That's VABirthFatherRegistry.com. JS Affair presents an evening with divas of jazz and soul, featuring smooth jazz vocalist Mesa. 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 Also, R&B vocalist Avery Sunshine. And special guest jazz violinist Chelsea Green. Sunday, April 5th, showtime 3 p.m. at the Greater Richmond Convention Center Ballroom, 403 North 3rd Street, downtown Richmond, Virginia. It's an evening to remember. Sunday, April 5th, featuring Mesa, Avery Sunshine, Chelsea Green, all performing live up close at the Greater Richmond Convention Center. Limited seating. Get your tickets now. Tickets are available online at brownpapertickets.com. For more info and tickets, call 804-510-9999. 804-510-9999. Don't miss this incredible concert featuring Mesa, Avery Sunshine, and Chelsea Green. Sunday, April 5th, showtime, 3 p.m. at the Greater Richmond Convention Center. Another JS Affair. Covering our local teams with a local passion. We're dedicated to the most sports talk for true RVA sports fans. 99.5 and 1027 ESPN. 
Let's get back to Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center for more of Spider Talk. Once again, here's Bob Black with Coach Chris Mooney, live on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN and the Spider Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Another chance for Duquesne to get within one possession. But here's another steal from behind by Jacob Gilliard, his sixth steal of the game. Headman's it to Francis, three from the other corner, swish. Welcome back, 99.5-1027 FM, 9.50 AM ESPN. It is Spider Talk from Glory Days Grill in our second half hour. And if you've got questions, we will take them once we finish up here with the fellas after the end of this segment. Unless you've got a question for Jacob or Grant, we'll be glad to take that as well. You can text them to us and email them to us as well. Spidertalk at richmond.edu or text us at 63895. Zero eight. So, guys, how did you spend your weekend away from basketball, and how much basketball watching was there as you spent your weekend away from basketball, Grant? Um, I guess a decent amount for the team. I don't really watch basketball as it is. so Only uh, one other team, right? Yeah, You've already substantiated yeah. that. If it isn't the other 33, I probably am not watching. But um, I know the guys were watching a decent amount of games, but besides that, we just sort of hung out, took care of the bodies chilled that's that's about it not Sounds too much great. That's, not too much that's what coach ordered you to do from what he told us in the in the locker room after the game jacob uh, how about you same thing i'm, you I'm one of the boys i mean i, I, I'm you one watched. Of the boys. I, I know watching. you watched. I, yeah i was watching basketball but uh you know we were just hanging out having a good time how uh, are you watching that though because i mean you're in the conversation I, I embrace that you're in the conversation it's not a bad thing that's a good thing yeah um you know you're kind of rooting against teams trying to see who who you don't want to win um but at the end of the day you're 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 just watching for enjoyment um some people watch to to learn a little bit more um you know just basketball all right how else would you handle the rest of this week uh kind of odd this time of year that you've got seven days off this is kind of like the bye week in the middle of the season but it comes at the end of the season it comes when you have no classes it comes when you've got 31 games under your belt and you don't technically know who you're going to play yet on friday night how do you kind of go about preparing this week as as players <laughs> uh you you want to make sure you're you're still ready to play um some teams kind of kind of struggle a little bit after a bye week um or a couple of days off so we want to make sure that that we get our, this time off but we want to make sure we're still in a rhythm when we when we get to play friday uh, I think the biggest thing for us 200-plus pounders um, is uh, taking care of our body, uh, lots of recovery, stuff like that, um, making sure we get in with Adam and make sure our bodies are ready to go for the weekend. Do you feel different? I mean, I've made a lot of this. I know we've talked about it, Coach and I have, about you know you coming out of the game every game before the first media timeout, your minutes mm-hmm. are down. You know, honestly, you're always honest on this show. I know you are. <laughs> Do you feel an effect and impact from all of that? No, it's definitely uh, it's definitely helped, especially towards the end here. Um, like you said, 31 games so far, um, more to go. So I can definitely tell a, a difference uh, in terms of the end of this season, this point last year, compared to last year at this mm-hmm. point. Um, so it's definitely helped, and hopefully, uh, hopefully it continues to do so. I would think from your view, Chris, you can see it as well, just how much different it is and, and how fresh and good grant has been in so many areas down the stretch here yeah and today at uh at his workout i thought he was great he was flying around and looked great and you know i i did tell the guys after this uh game that even though it's been a long it's always a long season i mean it really stretches for a long time it doesn't feel that way to me i feel i feel like um you know more because it's enjoyable to be around these guys and to coach these guys and obviously the winning helps uh, but but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like a long season uh, having been around these guys for this year. Echo that for sure. Um, let's go back to the Davidson game for a moment. Uh, you had, you had talked about your feelings on Duquesne. The Davidson game to me felt and had the intensity by the way you guys were playing and the way Davidson was playing that that was a tournament style game. Whether there was a lot at stake, whatever, it just felt like that game was played that way and to come from behind. Um, and have that kind of a second half. What kind of impact do you think that game had, Grant? Um, it was huge. You know, Davidson's always a good matchup for us. Uh, we play very similar. Uh, they have a lot of skilled guys like we do and are very particular on offense. Um, so every time we play them, it's a good game. But like you said, to come from behind there, um, I think uh, obviously having 
uh, Nick Sherrod catch fire like that was uh, pretty impressive to see. Um, but, you know, it was a big-time big, big time win. Uh, I think it was really good that nobody lost their composure. Um, nobody got frustrated except for at the end of the first half there a little bit with those foul calls. Um, but it was good. In the second half, everybody kept their composure. Everybody stayed together. And uh, it obviously helps uh, when you have someone catch fire like that. Can I go back to that for just a moment? Because we were doing that game on television. So the replay obviously caught the fouls or not the fouls and the emotion. Yeah. It looked like on the first one you were kind of admitting yeah i did oh yeah i got him you did yeah <laughs> the second one though he hooked clearly me. he hooked you clearly. clearly i watched it on film like 20 times so it was a hook. <laughs> i just i just thought it was really funny that on the first one you actually went old school and raised your hand like yeah the fouls on me and the crowd still went nuts yep. in your favor that's how you know they've got your back i'm a new man you <laughs> are, yes <laughs> Believe me, I noticed that right away. And then the second one, you acted appropriately because the re- again the camera doesn't blink. The replay clearly showed that they missed they missed the hook on that one. You're, um, you're undoing a lot of hard work here, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't want him to go back to the old grant on that. No, I'll yell at him if that happens. Uh, I'm not taking the fall for that. We don't we don't want that. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit, Jacob. The shot at the end of the half. Um, to a lot of teams, I think that could be somewhat deflating. You know, the kid throws in the half-court shot. How was it to, to – yeah, he swished it. How how was it to you guys when that happened going into the locker room with that? I don't I don't think it was, was too deflating for us. I think it was probably a good shot for them, and it probably brought their momentum up a little bit going into the half. But I don't think it was, it was too deflating for us. I think we, we understood it was a, a one-possession game. Um, with a couple calls that didn't go our way, and we hadn't been playing our best basketball and, and definitely hadn't been guarding them as, as well as we could. So I think um, we just knew we had to come out and execute in the second half. What will the challenge be if you have to play them a third time and that closely to the second time? And as Coach likes to talk about a lot, again, only in preparation, not once you throw the ball up in the air, but having beaten them twice during the regular season. I will ask you about LaSalle as well, so I'm not trying to be unfair to one side or the other here. But to prepare and, and a challenge of – as Again, playing a team that's fairly similar to the way Richmond plays. Um, yeah, it's obviously going to be a challenge if for either team that we have to play. Um, having to beat a team three times in, in, one, uh, in one year is going to be tough no matter what it is just because they're, they're at the advantage. They get to make the adjustments. Um, we're kind of trying to do what we did last time but also not be complacent if that makes sense. Um, so I think they're at the advantage. But I think if, if we come out and execute um, as we – have been doing all year. I think we'll, we'll be fine. Have you thought about that yet, Grant, the differences between Davidson and LaSalle coming into uh, the Friday night game? Yeah, definitely uh, night and day in terms of the way they play mm-hmm. and what they try and do. Um, but sort of like Jacob said, um, I think it's more important about what we do and what we need to execute to try and win games. And I think if we take care of that, no matter who it is on Friday night, I think, I think we'll be all right. What will uh, the overall approach to this tournament be? Um, to, to have earned the number two seed as you had and be able to kind of sit back and watch it unfold a little bit. You guys have been there before you've been through it, but every year is a little bit different. What type of advantages do you get to kind of sitting back, letting the other teams play it out before you ever take the court? Why are you smiling like that, Grant? <laughs> well, I was just uh, thinking after uh, the Duquesne game on uh, Saturday night, we were in the locker room after and uh, Sullivan Kuyu, of all people, comes up to me and says, you know what's crazy? We don't even have to play a game, and I've already made it farther than I have in the tournament <laughs> since, since I've been here. Um, so obviously <laughs> obviously a little different for us, um, but we're excited. Uh, I think we have a good opportunity. Um, and like you said, you know, we earned the two seed, um, and hopefully we can take advantage of that uh, with whoever we play and just try and win one game at a time. Jacob, thoughts on uh, waiting until Friday before playing the first game this time around? Uh, it's definitely a better feeling than having to play on that uh, that Wednesday night game. <laughs> but uh, uh, we're, we're excited. Um, I think we we don't really feel like a two-seed. I mean, we are a two-seed, and we feel like we're one of the best teams in the conference. But I think we, we have more to prove than, a, than an average two-seed would, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys have stayed level-headed all year. I know a lot of that comes from the guy sitting right here. I understand that. But I do think that's part of your personalities a little bit as well. Or correct me if I'm wrong, if it's not. When, when Coach comes out on the post-game radio and says, I told him about their accomplishments, and I basically got a golf applause and, and nothing more than that. What, what's kind of the, the mojo of you guys in the locker room? Um, well, I think 
Saturday night was tough. I think everybody's a little sour about our last couple minutes there. We didn't really play very well there in those last two minutes. Didn't finish the game like we wanted to. So I think everybody was in a little bit of a sour mood. Um, but at the same time, I think, uh, I think you know, like Jacob said earlier, we sort of expected that we could be at this point. Uh, obviously, when we look back at the end of the season, I think it'll sink in a little bit more sort of what we accomplished. Um, but right now we're still in the thick of things, and we feel like we have a lot more to accomplish, so we're just trying to move on for, to the next thing. Chris, how do you react to that, about the guys being in a little bit of a sour mood because of the way the game ended, even though when you look up at the scoreboard, it's still a pretty impressive win? Yeah, so this is uh, – I mean, a lot of this is my fault because I really I, – I really, at the end of games, when you have a bigger, bigger lead – you know, it's human nature to to be silly or to not not silly to not be quite as careful, to not be quite as disciplined, to maybe try a, a different pass or and so it really for whatever reason that really irritates me a great deal. And so I really tried not to have us do that. Uh, and we were winning one of the games big, and I I put when I put Jordan Gately in. You know, I was, I just, I mentioned to him that if you don't play well, you're going to come out. You know, it's not, this is not time to just run around and applaud Gately. And so, so it's my fault. I introduced a little bit of tension there, which is probably unnecessary. Uh, and uh, I'm working on that. But, but I do think that you should, you know, I think we have the players that we could finish a game really smoothly, uh, just like we played the first 37 or 38 minutes. And, uh, you know, that's, that's kind of what my, what my goal is. Outstanding. All right, we'll let you guys go get something to eat. Hey, by the way, both of you had big assist games. Are you ever going to get, like, more assists than him in a game? I mean, you're up to eight now. You get eight, right? You tie your career. And he goes and has ten. I might, I might start missing a couple of his passes on purpose. <laughs> so, Jake, you throwing the ball to Nate now instead of Grant or what? Anybody else. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks, fellas. Go start getting focused in on Friday night, whoever we play. Congratulations on the regular season. Let's keep this magical run going. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate it. Jacob Gilliard, Grant Golden, our guests at Spider Talk tonight. We'll come back our uh, final segment. Coming up when we return, you're in tune with 99.5, 1027 FM, 950 AM, ESPN, your home of the Spiders. You know their names. You know their uniform numbers. You probably even know their stats. Now get to know them. Richmond student-athletes tell their remarkable stories in their own words. It's Spider Voices. Check it out at richmondspiders.com and on Spider's social media. Hey, so are you the type of guy that wants to look put together but doesn't want to spend hours at the mall finding new clothes? So you can look great at the office, on the road, or even just on the weekend with friends and family? I hear you. This is why there's Stitch Fix, your personal styling service that delivers hand-picked clothes right to you. Stitch Fix is simple. Sign up in just a few minutes. Tell them about the brands that work for you and even let them know what types of styles you prefer. Stitch Fix is convenient. You get great clothes delivered right to you so you can try new styles on in the comfort of your own home and make a decision without any pressure. And Stitch Fix is on your terms and priced to match your budget. There's no subscription required ever. Keep what you want and send back anything you don't. So, isn't it time you got it all together? Get started today at stitchfix.com. Stitch Fix, personal styling for men, women, and kids. Stitch Fix, personal styling for everybody. If you look around your neighborhood this spring, you'll notice something happening. The lawns are greener, thicker, healthier, and, well, just more beautiful. And that's thanks to the local expertise of Virginia Green Lawn Care. With over 100 licensed, certified technicians and one dog. At Virginia Green, we respect the lawn. With programs backed by science and over 15 years of experience. Get your free estimate now at virginiagreen.com. And soon your yard will be Virginia Green and your neighbors even greener with envy. Femi and Joey come from very different places, but they both love wine. Femi is a sommelier. Hey, how's it going? And Joey is a grape farmer. Hey, good. How's it going with you? So he sent them on a trip to the vineyards in the mountains in Virginia to see if two strangers could bond over something they both love. So did it work? You decide. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, my man. There's nothing that brings people together quite like enjoying wine and great food. Discover nearly 300 wineries at virginia.org. Eat and drink what you love in Virginia. Virginia is for lovers. Furnished by Virginia Tourism Corporation. Buy your next SUV from Luck. Did you know that there are six different SUVs to choose from at Lux Chevrolet? From the economical tracks to the people-hauling Suburban, 
Luck has an SUV to fit your needs, including the return of the all-new Blazer with six different trim levels for true personalization. See all the models online at LuxChevrolet.com. Call 798-9261 for details. Then go to Lux Chevrolet for a test drive. Lux Chevrolet since 1916. Weekdays, you're never more than 30 minutes from a Richmond Sports Center update. Stay updated here. 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. This is Spider Talk with head basketball coach Chris Mooney. Live from Glory Days Grill in the Glen Eagle Shopping Center on 99.5 and 102.7 ESPN. All right, we got about 10 minutes or so remaining in Spider Talk tonight uh, and kind of wrapping it up, as we said, for the regularly scheduled shows. Again, as the postseason unfolds and we know our schedules, we'll let you know if we get back here again. We certainly hope we do. Uh, we'll have that for you on richmondspiders.com and here on ESPN Richmond and on our social media sites as well. So one more segment to go, and as you might imagine, Chris, most of the questions, in fact, I would say all the questions that I've gotten, both text email and from the folks here tonight involve bracketology and bubbles and bursting and all of that so let me uh, dive into this a little bit and we'll get as deep as you would like to go into the pool if you will Uh, how do you feel about bracketologists number one and the second part of this and this is more intriguing to me how do you feel about bracketologists affecting the selecting committee and i would amend that to say do you really think Joe Lenardi and Jerry Palm affect the selection committee. So, uh, so Joe Lenardi is a Philly guy, and I've known him since he was taller than me, <laughs> which is forever. One day, ago. probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how do I feel about bracketologists? I think it was brilliant by Joe to invent the position, basically what he did, and you know he really his is very much studying uh, past selections and what he thinks the committee will vote on now his you know he has a you know he usually gets all but one or all but two right but that's his last one on sunday Mm -hmm. thank you and uh he he does one now in november you know so that that part i think is really silly Mm -hmm. uh because you know when we're watching games the scout we'll be watching a game from january that when we played the team the first time and it'll have 10 minutes of bracketology and maybe Carolina's a two seat. You know, it's just, it's silly to have that. Uh, so I, I think, I think it's fine and entertaining. Uh, I, I know for a fact they have no impact on the committee mm-hmm. whatsoever. I think they probably have, you know, I think they have an impact, a great impact on the narrative. So I think Joe's, you know, is the main guy. I think he has a great impact on the narrative. Everybody else writes about, writes about or projects. And so, uh, which is which is fine, but I but n- none of theirs has an impact on what the committee decides. So, um, you know, it's a really difficult thing. Well, being in it is is a challenge, and uh, you know, anxious. But it's a really difficult thing to compare a team from you know the Atlantic Ten to a team from the Pac-12. Uh, it's just it's just very difficult. And what I would say is our net rating is really high, and if uh, if there are teams that are projected to be in better 30 points behind us, then that, then there's something wrong with it. Then we shouldn't use the net rating. Right, you yeah. know? Um, yep. And I think our road wins is a really positive stat. But I, do, I don't – I think it's fine and it's good. And, um, you know, I pay attention to it more now because of Danny. Uh, but it's uh, – you know, it, it is what it is. I don't think they have an impact on the people in the room. Right. I think that's the key to the whole thing. Let's, yeah. let's talk our fans off of the ledge. Right. Because Joe Lenardi is probably not impacting right. what that 10-person committee does. Right. Uh, that having been said, from our text line, uh, what is John Hart doing to push the 810 commissioner for more at-large bids so we're not just a one-and-done conference? Well, I think like the rest of the athletic directors, he's just urging the commissioner <laughs> to – to help us have a better conference, you know. Again, it's uh, I think we have uh, Dayton, Richmond, St. Louis, Duquesne, Rhode Island, Rhode Island, St. Bonaventure, all have twenty wins. Mm-hmm. You know, another another thing to know is most of the major conferences have gone to twenty game schedule. So now that's 
two fewer games for each ACC team. So there are 15 ACC teams. That's 30 fewer opportunities that Richmond has to play, Notre Dame or NC State or Clemson. Or... So it's all – it's very, very difficult, and it's very fine line. And um, I, I don't think that – I mean, the athletic directors and the committee, everybody can have a little bit of an impact. The, the truth of the matter is for us, we really need to win those non-conference games mm-hmm. and then – be almost perfect in conference i mean that's just the bottom line and it's 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 a really thin line and it's really tough to achieve kind of what happened <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and i mean that wisconsin win is looking better and better every day because boy you talk about a team that turned it around in the second half of the season yeah, big 10 champs number yeah. one seed in the big 10 tournament so that was uh, obviously a, a, a being a big win for richmond's program historically mm-hmm. and, a, and a big win for our team what do you think about the conference this year and the teams at the top? And, you know, things fall right that this, this should be a multi-bid league, and it has been yeah. most years. And, and by full disclosure, Bernadette McGlade is on that selection committee. Now, I know she quote-unquote, air quotes, has to recuse herself yeah. when they talk about Richmond or Dayton or Rhode Island or St. Louis or whomever. But there's, there I do think there can be a little bit of influence. Yeah. Let's hope so. Let's hope uh, so. Exactly. Well, uh, yeah, I, I think the conference is – excellent at the top mm-hmm. and um again I, an advantage that I, I felt like in the davidson game that was really a uh as as much as any game that i re- maybe the vcu game also that was really a crowd driven run at the end and a crowd driven win and you know if you're one of the if you're one of the schools in the major conferences and it, it's it's twelve thousand or fourteen thousand or sixteen thousand people you know, I can only imagine that, that those probably happen even more, or that's more likely to happen. And so I think a road record distinguishes yourself because, you know, on the road at Duquesne and Rhode Island, who are both in the top 100 or 90 or whatever it is, that's similar to being on the road because it's, it's in, in terms of it's uncomfortable, it's, it's tough, the other team is more familiar, all those kinds of things. There are, there are similarities regardless of the opponents or regardless of the teams. Um, so... I feel like that's an important one, and I feel like if you haven't, you know, a lot of power – if you went home and checked the schedules, like I may or may not, <laughs> a lot of the Power 5 teams play either zero or one away game right. in the non-conference. Yep. You know, there are just such significant advantages for those teams. And, you know, we played uh, three true road games and three neutral court games. You know, if you, if we got to play – 11 home games that would probably have a direct impact on our record year in and year out and so there are just tremendous advantages for those for those schools that we're trying to fight and another advantage is that we we need to win that wisconsin game one to beat wisconsin then two to get a crack at auburn whereas those teams they know they can make it up later so you know i'm i'm uh, the coach of richmond so i see it from our perspective but there are just tremendous advantages that we have to overcome as a conference. Well, it's fun to be in the conversation, and we thank you and the guys for putting us in the conversation and congratulate you on a tremendous regular season. Let me zero in to finish it up in our last minute. What will this week of preparation be like? We talked with the guys about having the week off from the coach's perspective. How do you approach this to get ready for Friday night, whether it's Davidson or LaSalle? Well, I would say that uh, I think another – feather in the guy's cap is for about six weeks we've been on this last four in first four out all this craziness Mm -hmm. and we've played really well and i think that uh, says a lot about the guys and their character and their concentration level i think that's really good dealing with that uh and so i really wanted to take after the duquesne game i I just wanted to be an exhale you know we're always prepping traveling playing prepping traveling playing and I, i wanted it to be a chance especially since we don't play until Friday, to to just exhale, uh, relax a little bit, get in the gym and get shots up today and tomorrow, and then really start to work on Wednesday. Uh, And I hope that's that's the right tact because uh, I just think, you know, we we have a a talented team who's committed and competitive. You know, we're not at practice yelling at guys to try harder or anything like that. We're we're, we're kind of fine-tuning things, and uh, hopefully that, that rest and that reset helps us and helps us make a divide between the regular season and those accomplishments and what we're trying to do in the postseason sounds good see you in brooklyn friday night coach thank you very much thank you for every week of being here and the great guests we've had again we hope this isn't our last show last regularly scheduled show 
We'll give you more information on that on our website as we move forward and on ESPN Richmond. Thanks to our servers. Thanks to everyone who's hosted us here at Glory Days. Mostly thanks to our great Spider fans who have been here week in and week out. Mitchell Bradley on location. Matt Joseph's in the studio. Bob Black saying so long for Spider Talk. Talk to you Friday night from Barclays Center, 5.30 pregame, 6 o'clock for the Spiders in the Atlantic 10 Tournament. been listening to the spider talk with coach chris mooney live from glory days grill in the Glen eagle shopping center 10466 ridgefield parkway tonight's show has been brought to you by carmax virginia birth father registry glory days grill and lux chevrolet join us monday nights from 5 30 to 6 30 throughout the college basketball season for spider talk a live presentation of the spider img sports network and your home of the spiders espn richmond gigs of high-speed data then 2g saving you up to half the cost of the big carriers no contract full court coverage half the cost Straight Talk Wireless, everything for less. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions at straighttalk.com. This is the Frells family. They live on a piece of land they call Greeter Pasture, and they work on it behind the wheel of a John Deere 1 Series tractor. With its durable.